to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Feed You Podcast. I'm Elisa Connor. I'm your host, and I am so grateful you're here. This is the, P- the, the podcast where you can come and learn updated marketing and mindset techniques to grow your business, grow yourself, and impact the world. I'm grateful to have you here, and this week we are back, jumping right back into a marketing technique, talking about content. If you are currently not creating content on a regular basis, that's typically weekly, um, you are doing a disservice to yourself, your potential customers, your current customers, and your business. And I'm going to talk about why that is for just a second. If you have been around for a little while, you've heard me say, um, and you've probably heard other people say content is king. And there's a couple of reasons behind that. One, content is really the perfect place for you to nurture and warm up your audience, especially if you're talking about things that are critical to them, mistakes they might be making, um, things that they don't understand, uh, questions they may have if you're addressing those types of issues in your content and you're doing it from the perspective of a way that could immediately impact their business, they are gonna wanna know more and more about you and about what you do, and they're eventually, it's going to lead them to wanting to work with you. But the offset of creating some great content on a regular uh, basis, or the, the additional benefit is that it gives Google a reason to come and search your website again, meaning, so what is why is that important? If you, in case you don't know, that every time that Google comes to your website to search for new information, which it will only do for certain reasons. One of them being if you upload new content, um, it increases your searchability ranking, meaning that it gets you closer and closer, not only to page one of a Google search, but closer and closer to the top of page one. So creating that content and getting engagement are two measurements that Google looks at to move you up through the rankings. So I want to encourage you to think about creating a content plan. And you may be like, I don't, I'm not a blogger. Well, guess what? I'm not really a blogger either. Even though I'm really good at copywriting, where my content creation comes is through this podcast. So I want to challenge you to think about your strong, um, your strongest pull in the direction of content creation. And that could be, you know, maybe you want to create a podcast. Maybe you want to do blogging. Maybe you want to um, create a video show. Maybe you just want to start doing Facebook lives and then creating um, a way to have that live on your website. There are lots of different ways to create content. Those are just a few. But I want to encourage you to create it regularly and also make sure that it's value packed. And we're gonna dig into that a little bit um, in, in just a, a few minutes to really define, you know, what is killer content? Like what, and why do we wanna, you know, killer is kind of a strong word. Well, it is because there's a lot of content out there already, meaning the content that you have to create, the content that's gonna resonate and draw traffic and cause engagement is going to have to stand out among all that competition. And I wanna give you some tips and pointers on how to make that happen. So before we dive in, let's take a minute and hear from our sponsor. One of the biggest frustrations I hear from business owners on a regular basis is, I need more clients. And I get it. 
Every business struggles with getting new clients until you know how to do it. The problem is, is you spend your time networking and going to events and making phone calls that don't go anywhere. You're out trying to attract people to you when there is a much easier way. Growing your email list is so important because it fills your list with potential clients who actually want to hear from you. And it gives you the ability to reach out to them on a regular basis and share what you have to offer. However, the sign up for my newsletter block that you have on your website likely isn't performing because it's old school marketing. To grow your email list, you have got to have a great free download. Sign up for our free newsletter isn't working anymore. Your clients and potential clients are too smart for that. They're not going to hand over their email address as one of the most protected pieces of their information for just some sign up for our free email newsletter. You've got to create a download that piques their interest, gets them to take action and adds them to your list. Sounds easy, right? Of course it's not easy. That's exactly why I created my new free training to help you create an awesome free download. It's five easy steps. We're going to walk through every single one and you should sign up immediately if you need a free download that actually works to build your list. You can sign up at elisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie. This live training is going to present the five easy steps that I've used with my clients to help them go from hot mess marketing to growing an email list that they consistently get sales from. So you don't want to miss this training. Head on over to elisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie and sign up today. I'll see you inside. So let's dive into this week's episode and talk about killer content. And I love that word because it really um, put, paints a picture in the audience's mind. And that's something that content really, if you can create that picture and that story in your audience's mind, you're going to pull them in right away and get them interested and wanting to know more. So I wanted to give you three tips to create killer content. And then I've also got another seven tips at the end of the episode um, on ways that you can generate that content for your own audience. So let's start with, you know, what is killer content? And the quickest and easiest definition that I've come up with for creating killer content is the, the content that your audience is looking for to give them a quick win towards transforming some piece of their business, whether that's solving a problem or uh, increasing, you know, growth or whatever that might look like. But if you can create a quick win for those people with some small piece of content, you will become, you will start to become a hero in their eyes and they will come looking to you for more help and more answers because they came to you with something that was really bothering them, something that was really a a hairy situation in their life that was causing them to lose sleep, whatever that might be. And you gave them a solution. You helped them breathe a little easier. You helped them get traction where they weren't getting traction before. And that is not a small feat in today's world of content inundation. So when you're creating something, whether that's a free download or a blog post or a video or whatever that is, try to give people a quick win. Now on the opposite side of that people, I just had this happen. Actually, I worked an event, a really cool event um, where I got to partner with Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins. And 
um, one of the people that went through the program that I was helping with uh, create copy sent me her um, announcement of her mastermind program. And it ended up being a blog post that was really, well, one, it was really, really long. Two, it didn't go anywhere. Three, the announcement was all about her and, you know, what it meant to her in the program. And four, she probably lost a lot of people along the way because she didn't give them any kind of win and just went on and on and on. And so the other uh, factor that I'm getting at is that if you share too much information, it's going to be overwhelming to the reader or to the audience. They're, you're going to lose them depending on the platform that you jump into. Like if you're looking at video, you basically have seven seconds to grab somebody's attention. We as, as humans have now surpassed the attention span or lack of attention span of that of a goldfish. So you got to get to the point, you got to help them win and you can't give them too many answers because people want things in bite-sized pieces. We skim, we don't read into detail about things, and the sooner and quicker you can get them the answer they're looking for, the higher you're gonna move up in their um, in their view of an expert or authority or someone that can actually offer assistance for what they need. And so, uh, an example that I came up of with for this specific point is that you have a lot of food bloggers out there and um, it's very easy for me to pick out food bloggers because I'm a foodie and I love to go see what they're doing. But a lot of times they'll provide one recipe and sometimes it's super technical and people are like, I don't have time for this. I'm just going to make mac and cheese. Well, a better fit maybe you know, one, knowing your audience so that when you're creating uh, whatever recipe it is, then maybe you figure out a way to take that recipe, cook it one time. So for example, you cook an entire package of chicken and you make three meals out of it. Because if you are a busy um, mom or entrepreneur or even a corporate exec, you don't have time to sit there and make three meals every night. You're getting home late, people have uh, activities after school, you have activities after work. So how can we make their life easier? And so taking that, um, that option of like, okay, you're going to cook an entire chicken or two chickens on Sunday night, you're going to have dinner on Sunday, and then it's going to give you enough chicken to make these two other things. So like maybe chicken enchiladas one night, and then chicken tetrazzini. So you're you know, go on the scale of the globe for different options of um, what you can make, but you're cooking the chicken one time and then the rest of the ingredients just come together because you have the big core piece of that recipe done. You've saved them time, you've saved them energy, you've given them a plan so they know what to do and they are gonna love you versus like here, make this giant chicken Oscar dish on Sunday and then you have nothing for the rest of the week and you don't have any motivation, energy or, you know, effort or any, um, what am I trying to say? Motivation or, or excitement about creating anything else because you used up all your creative energy on Sunday making chicken Oscar for your family. So, if you are that food blogger and you're doing that on a regular basis and helping them, you know, create a repertoire and then maybe you convert that into something else that becomes a meal planning technique or a cookbook or an online program or whatever that looks like, they're going to be more likely to be opened, open to being pitched that program. And so I want you to take a look at your business and think on that and say, okay, I do this 
But this right here is really the problem. And if I can give them a quick win in, you know, 15 minutes or less for this problem, will that um, beckon them enough to come back and want to learn more about what I do, who I am, and how, how else I can help them. And so that's how you start to create killer content. And when you do that regularly, you're building the relationship, you're nurturing them, and you're also helping them you know, get uh, further and further along the path of where you're wanting them to end up, which is purchasing something from you. Which um, leads me to point number two, and we kind of touched on that a little bit, but a lot of times in industry, you'll have um, specific problems that everybody jumps on. So let's look at social media. That's always a really easy one because in the beginning, everybody's like, oh, you gotta get on Facebook. And then you need to be here and do um, YouTube. And then like this past year, it's been like Snapchat and Twitter and all, you know, you need to be here, you need to be there, you need to be doing this. But in reality, the people that um, are answering the question versus, you know, be everywhere and be everything, which is stressing everybody out because one, you don't need to be on all those platforms. You need to be where your audience is. But two, if you're if you're listening for the people that are thinking outside the box and they're actually answering the question instead of throwing more ideas at you, you're more likely to tune into what they're saying. So my recommendation is to listen for the questions that are not being asked and start answering those questions with your content. So let's go back to um, to that example of social media. So most people in the industry are saying, you need to be on Instagram, you need to be on Pinterest, you need to be on Twitter, you need to be on Facebook, LinkedIn, blah, 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 blah. Well, if, if instead you created a piece of content that was perhaps a blog post that described, you know, who exactly should be on which platform and why, choose to help them choose where they needed to strategically plug in their business and um you know maybe three steps to how to get started they're going to come to you because instead of like feeling inundated like i have to be everywhere that article comes across as you know what you don't have to be everywhere you only really have to be here if your audience is this or you really only have to do one of these and do it really well which is what i would advise people you know, figure out where, who your audience is, where they're hanging out, and plug into one platform. Because when you get really good at that platform, you can add another one and add a um, comparable platform. So if you're on Facebook and you're, or a comparable component of the same platform. So if you're posting a ton on Facebook and you're getting traction, move the conversation to a closed group and give a little more. And then so when you're ready to pitch your product or your service, you can do that to a warm audience in your Facebook group. And the same would go for like, so if you're doing really well on Instagram and you need to move the conversation, where is the next place you're gonna wanna move it? Well, ideally you're gonna wanna move it to either Instagram TV or to direct messages because you want people to start to contact you regarding what you do. And the best way to do that is to have an individual one-off conversation. So think a little bit about through that plan of how you can answer those questions a little bit differently than everybody else in your industry is answering them and take an approach that again, gives a quick win. So that's my second tip is to answer the questions that no one else is answering or hear the questions that no one else is asking and answer those. 
And then the last point that I have um, in creating killer content is to make sure, and I see this so often, that whatever content you're creating is somehow leading the reader, the audience, the person interacting with your content to the next step in your sales funnel. I see, and I'm gonna pick on food bloggers again, just because they're an easy target for me and I read them a lot. But you know, a lot, 90% of food bloggers get paid from advertising. Well, we are over advertised too. And at this point, ads are annoying. All we do is click them, shut them off, and we don't wanna see them anymore. We don't wanna see them in our newsfeed. We don't wanna see them on our recipes. We don't wanna see them anywhere but food bloggers don't know any other way to get paid because they don't understand sales funnels. Whereas if they were creating a recipe that say um, they had an affiliate program with certain products that were needed to create that recipe. So let's in, in the example of a food blogger, maybe you need to have a zoodle maker because it's um, you know, chicken and zoodles for dinner because everybody wants to eat healthy because it's, you know, the beginning of the year and they ate like crap at the end of the year. So maybe you partner with a, a zoodle maker or a zoodle, um, a zoodle maker company. You know, there's a ton of zoodle makers out there to make the, the noodles out of zucchini and squash and stuff. And so you partner with one of those people and they start to pay you for every person that comes and buys a zoodler. And some, some, um, bloggers are doing this, but you know, there's multiple different ways they could do this. They could actually, like I, like I alluded to earlier, they could create a meal planning, um, program that is, you know, 10 bucks a month, come in and we're going to plan all your menus for the month. We're going to do it as a group. We're going to get new ideas. We're going to have feedback about the recipes. You're going to share pictures and it's 10 bucks a month and you get all your recipes for a month. And, you know, there's different ways to monetize what they're doing, but they're just doing what everybody else is doing. And so by doing that, all they're doing is irritating everyone. And um, most cases, they're not even leading their audience to anywhere else. You see this all the time with, I, my um, kids love to watch YouTube chefs. And I always say, oh, well, you know, what happens at the end of the video? They're like, oh, nothing, it just goes to another video. I'm like, oh, so they're spending time money, energy, um, all these different things to create these videos and there's no way to get paid. And then they're like, oh, I'm gonna put out a cookbook. I'm like, great, so you're gonna make $5 or less on your cookbook because if you're selling it on Amazon, I think the, uh, the amount that you actually make from selling a $20 cookbook on Amazon is somewhere around like five or $6 because they take so much of the profit. And that's where everybody gets cookbooks now. So I, I just am, beckoning you to think a little bit further down the path. Like, where are you leading them? What do you want them to buy? Create the content and leave the breadcrumbs to get them to the end result, which is purchasing from you. And so um, whatever you're gonna create, no matter what kind of content it is, it takes time, it takes energy, it takes commitment. And there are times that like, I'm recording this podcast on, you know, by the seat of my pants because I've had other things in my life or business that have taken priority. And it takes a commitment to do it every week. However, um, it always leads somewhere. And so if you're ultimately, you know, maybe maybe your goal is to just build your email list. That's a great goal because then once they're on your email list, you can take the next step with them. So that would be my suggestion number three is like you always want your content to lead somewhere 
and um, have your audience taking the next step to do business with you or to learn more about you or to continue nurturing that relationship or whatever that might be. And so um, I wanted to give you some different questions or things to ponder around creating really great content. And the first one I've mentioned a couple times already, and that is to really get to know your ideal client. And a lot of people are like, oh, I help all entrepreneurs. And I'm like, really? Because that's a huge group of people. And not everybody is going to need what you are selling. It's like, you know, going to the beach and you're selling snow boots. Nobody on the boot on the beach needs snow boots. However, if you're up in Alaska and it's the middle of winter, everybody needs snow boots. So getting to know your audience and, and their needs and desires and problems is really going to help you one, get really clear on what to market and what they're looking for as a solution. But it's also going to save you a lot of time and money going after people that don't need you at all or have no interest in ever having a conversation with you. And I'm going to go into um, ideal client in next week's episode, actually, to um, dig in a little deeper on that. Like, you know, how do you figure that out? Where are they hanging out? Um, How do you find them? That kind of stuff. We're going to talk about that next week. So that would be number one. Number two, I I talked about um, a little earlier, but you, again, want to look for those unanswered problems in your industry. So the problems that likely take a little bit more effort to solve and everybody else is like talking, you know, high level instead of getting tactical or whatever that might look like for you in your industry. Um, And they don't wanna tackle the big problems because it takes too long or it's too complicated or maybe they don't know how to solve that problem. Those are the things that your audience, it's gonna make you stand out from your competition and they're the things that your audience really wants to know. And so if you can take the road less traveled and handle those issues, you're gonna stand out, you're gonna build authority and people are gonna continue to come back to to, um, consume more of your content. Number three is, you want to be known as the go-to resource that always provides value and value can come in little tiny chunks you don't have to show somebody how to you know build out their entire business um, but you giving them just little tidbits all along the way is going to is going to help you build an authority with your audience to the effect that they're you know you become the go-to person you become the person they refer you become the the website that you send people to or you become the person that you say hey you want to you need to listen to this podcast or whatever that is um because you're always coming from a place of value and not a, a place of hey always buy my stuff does that mean you never present the option for them to purchase from you? Absolutely not. You are doing them a disservice if you do not offer them your solution, your product or service, because you're feeding them the tidbits, but what they really need is the whole process, the whole plan. And so um, to build authority to get them there, though, it takes a little effort up front. So work on becoming that go-to resource in your industry for your specific problem. Um, Number four is to look at problems and um, questions that are always asked in networking groups you go to, in social groups. So like if you're in a Facebook group and it's always the same question, or if you're, um, you know, you follow similar pages, or if you're in, like I am in a lot of paid groups because I join a lot of different masterminds and programs. And yet there are still always a lot of problems in there that I'm just like, oh, 
that's so obvious to me, but they don't know that. I just had this actually happen the other day um, in one of my groups where a gal reached out to me and she's like, yeah, I want to create an epic blog post that I can drive traffic to and I want it to be designed professionally and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, well, you can't really do that um, because if you change the way your blog is formatted, that's gonna change all your blog posts. She's like, oh, I had no idea. And I'm like, yeah, but here's another solution. And so I gave her a workaround. I was like, I can, you know, I can design this for you and I can create it for you. However, it's gonna look different from what you originally asked. But those are problems that are quick fixes that will lead to ultimately you pulling them further down the path of working with you. So go in with a, open mind to to a group and not always jumping in a conversation you know just to jump in and um with the complainers or or whoever that is you know there's always a question there it's having the mindset to go in um looking for those questions looking for the things that other people aren't seeing and then becoming the resource to answer those and then you can take one question like that and create multiple pieces of content, especially if you're doing video. Um, Because video, if it's past a certain length, people just don't watch it, they don't have time. And I even find that with myself is, you know, if it's probably past about 10 minutes and I can't watch it on super speed because I like to watch everything on super speed. I think fast, I move fast, I like everything in my world is fast. If you listen to my podcast, on my phone when I'm listening to other podcasts, it's at at least one and a half speed. And so um, people just don't have time is what I'm saying, is if you can make it short, quick, and it gets them a solution, you are golden. And so answer those questions that are being asked about in the areas where you're hanging out and um, come up with a quick answer and a quick win for them. And then um, that leads right into number five, which is ask more questions. And don't talk about how, you know, your products and, and solutions as much as you talk about, you know, or as much as you're listening to what other people are saying. If you're ever in a room with me, I always have some sort of paper to write things down. And I noticed that, um, especially at networking events, like when I used to go, I used to do a lot of in-person networking. Um, people love to pretend they're listening to you and how many people get the head nod and the excited head nod it's kind of like a an excited puppy just waiting for you to stop talking so they can start and when you become the person it's so shocking to them when you're like you know um thanks for asking me about me but i really want to know about you and then you just listen and you just listen to everything they're saying whether you're writing it down or you're just like making a mental note of it you are going to stand out in that person's world is like, oh my gosh, they actually care because you do. You actually are pulling pieces out of what they're saying, especially if you can get them going on a problem that you can take notes on and say, hey, I can answer this later. Whether it's, you know, in that, you don't have to answer it in that conversation, but you can take that intel and take it to your content creation source and create content around it. So less talking, and more listening. And then number six is to just be you. I think there are so many people that there's so much copying, copycatting going on out there. Like I need to be like this person. I need to be like that person. But really what people want is connection. And it goes back to the fear of identifying your audience. 
your audience will find you because you're you. And when you show up as you and you show up as who you are authentically and you have opinions and you have suggestions and you have stories of success and stories of failure, that makes you relatable. It makes you genuine. It makes people want to know you and connect with you and have camaraderie. Does that mean you're going to connect with everybody? No. You know, just like there are, I don't even know how many kinds of Girl Scout cookies, but probably like 12 different flavors of Girl Scout cookies. If you asked even the people in your family, what's your favorite kind? You're probably going to get six different kinds. So there is a cookie for everybody, just as there is content for everybody. And you're going to resonate with some people and you're not going to resonate with others. And that's okay. But the the more uh, often you are authentic and you show up as you and you are genuine with what you share, the more juice you're putting out there to attract the people that you want to have attracted to you. And that goes the same for clientele. I use the example um, with just some close friends that I tend to attract the people who have who are in the energy space in some way. Um, they're typically healers. They're people that are, um, they look at the world in a very, you know, alternative medicine kind of way. And, um, you know, they're, they are interested in energy and polarity and massage therapy and, 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 and all of those different components put together. And in this Tony Robbins event that I just did, um, it was so interesting to me because we didn't really pick necessarily, like we didn't know who we were going to be aligned with to be working with on their copy. And I went back and looked at the list and I think all, so I I ended up having about seven or eight people that I worked with total for two days and six out of eight of them were energy people in one way or another. They all had very different businesses, but they were all very energy um, centered and it was just like a beacon, like they're, oh yeah, I wanted to work with you. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, <laughs> And we just all really hit it off. So subconsciously, you will att- attract the people um, that you are most in alignment to help and they will also find you. So the, the more often you can show up authentically and genuinely as yourself, the quicker that process happens. So I'm encouraging you to do that in your content at all times if possible. And not only that, but it makes it a lot more interesting. I actually got an email, um, and I responded to the email from, um, Jill Stanton, who I don't know if you know her, but they, her and her husband used to own a company called Screw the 9 to 5, and they have kind of shut that down. They had a really big community, but I still get her emails, and I wrote her back because her email was so much her personality, and it was so refreshing that she um, she nailed it. Man, she's just got it. Like sh- You can hear her talking while reading her emails, and that is a gift. And so whenever you can fold in and, um, or, you know, weave in your personality in some way, whether it's video or email or your podcast or whatever that is, the more quickly you're going to attract the people that are attracted to you. So be yourself, be yourself all, you know, as much as you can and, um, get comfortable with showing up as you. 
And then the last tip that I wanna give you is to use your content to relate to your audience in a way that's outside of business. Because I'm sure you've heard it a million times, people do business with people. And they go, you know, they seek out products and services, restaurants and magazines and food bloggers, all because of the people behind that business. And so when you can let people into different parts of your life and different interest areas, you create more commonality and it creates the ability for your people to find you faster and your people to relate to you quicker and your people to want to develop that relationship and further it along more rapidly and more successfully. So. Anytime you can, and I'm not saying, you know, dump your entire personal life out there because if it doesn't relate in some way to your audience or your business, it's just weird and awkward. It's it's like the person at a cocktail party that doesn't know how to make small talk and they just start talking about the bunion they had removed and you're like, I know that's gross and I don't want to know. So I mean, there's a fine line there, but you definitely can share different interest areas with your audience and help them um, connect and relate to you. And it's, it's going to create commonality between you and them. So that's what I've got for you this week. I hope um, this gives you some inspiration around how you can create some new content and that Um, gives you permission to realize you don't always have to talk about business. You can talk about other interest areas. You can talk about things that are propelling your growth and your um, forward momentum in your business. Like I do a lot. I talk a lot about mindset and the different things that I'm trying and I'm utilizing in my business. And they're not all marketing related, but that's just a little component of me. And the feedback that I get on those episodes is like, oh, do more of that. So I just want to say it doesn't always have to be business related, um, but have it lead there somehow. Uh, Ultimately, you want it to lead there. So that's what I've got for you. Go out. I can't wait to see your content. I'd love for you to come over to the Facebook group and share with me um, what your content plan is, where you're going to show up, what you're going to focus on, and uh, let's support each other. So until next week, where we are talking more about our ideal client. So tune in. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care. Stay warm. See you soon. Just a reminder, don't forget to sign up for my free training to create your irresistible download. Everybody wants a great free download. Why shouldn't you have one too? Grow and build your email list so you can get more clients by joining me on my free training at alisaconnor.com forward slash create my freebie. I'll see you soon.